Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, we're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. All right, people. Welcome back. This is Dr. T. And this is Dr. P. And we are excited to talk about the mid-season finale of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so yes. let's just jump on in and let's um, talk about Devin and Ji-Hoon. So um, the last couple of weeks... Devin's mom has been, you know, visiting with them in South Korea. And this particular episode, um, her mom was finally returning, you know, back to the States. And um, she and Devin went out to go grab, you know, some tea or something to have, you know, some time together before she got ready to leave. And they started to talk a little bit about um, sort of the future with Devin in South Korea with Ji Hoon and um, you know, they both were really nervous about whether Jihoon was going to be able to step up to the plate. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, her mom, which I don't know if she's ever given Jihoon a fair shot. And obviously since um, the incident with, um, you know, her granddaughter the other week, she sort of, I think she's like holding a grudge towards him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were talking about Jihoon and, and, you know, him stepping up to responsibilities. And I just don't think like, um, her mom was comforting at all. So she she gave this oh, really no. bad analogy about you know she sees her on you know they're on the train and it's heading toward a bridge that and you know they're gonna she's just waiting for the for them to basically fall off the cliff in this bridge. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't on? know why she did that. It's it's you clearly see that your daughter is struggling. Right. And is trying to work her relationship out. You know it's hard. You're going to leave your daughter in another country. And you really want to leave with, I'm afraid for your whole well-being and the right. kids' well-being. Like, <laughs> I just felt that was so unnecessary. And not necessarily, you know, she doesn't have to agree with everything that's going on. But at least be supportive before you right. leave. And I think, you know, fairly enough, they both had concerns about Ji Hoon's parents, you know, being an enabler and, and like not forcing him in so many ways to like step up to the plate to to be a father and Mm -hmm. um you know I think that's a valid concern that we've talked about before that you know he's had some time to like grow up and 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 and, you know take responsibility and get a job and he's he hasn't quite done that yet um Mm -hmm. but finally you know her mom leaves to go to the airport and um they show Ji Hoon and like he's like happy that Alicia is (laughs) leaving he's like you know I can finally breathe she's gone and um, and then, you know, they start to have a conversation, Ji-Hoon and, and Devin and his mom, you know, they were, I guess, texting back and forth. And finally his mom, you know, I, I'm assuming called and um, Devin was like, what's this about? And he's like, oh, my mom wanted her credit card back because, you know, he was using it for gas and she was not pleased with mm-hmm. that, uh, which also was another example about, you know, maybe his mom being an enabler. Um, but she was basically like, you know, give the car back, don't take money, you know, from your parents. And it's, you know, their responsibility as parents 
to take care of, of themselves as well as, you know, their kids. Um, and so, I mean, it's a lot. And I know before we've talked about, I just don't know if he's going to be able to turn it around in this like one month, you know, time period that, you know, she's given him. Or for her to even give him room to grow, right? So she gives him this deadline of a month to get your act together. Obviously, that's not going to happen in a snap in 24 hours. Right. You gave him a month. So give him a month before kind of coming in on, well, you're not still not doing X, Y, and Z. You said he should have a month. So I really like to see her just give him room to be successful or to fail. And maybe he mm -hmm. fails a couple of times along the way in that time span, but then gets it. But I, I just feel like she, she, she might need to hold back a little bit. Yeah. Cause I, th I mean, I think he, he does realize that he needs to step up. Obviously mm -hmm. like he needs to take some action. And I think that's the piece that we've been missing um, from them. Um, mm -hmm. But he also recognizes that, you know, this relationship is hanging on by a thread is what he said. It, and I, I agree with that. And I just, I think this, this thread is very thin and I just don't know <laughs> if they're going to be able to, um, you know, pull it back together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see in October. Right. What we'll happens. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the next couple. Ah, oh, Tim and Melissa. So your favorite couple. Yes, I, you know, I have to, <laughs> so I struggle with them. Let me get my words together. I have to say where I started with them is that I felt that they were really boring. I still kind of feel that they're a little bit boring, but they, you know, things have kicked in a little bit more and, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. Um, so for this episode, we have Tim and Melissa, they're meeting up for what looks like a delicious dessert that I would like to have. And Tim is talking about his visit to the employment office with her and mentioning that he would need a job to sponsor him, but that would probably be harder for him to do than to just go ahead and get married. And it was very clear that Melissa was not on that page for them to get, she doesn't even trust him right now, much less is she ready to get married. Right. Which, and I think I've said this before, or maybe I've said this offline to you, if they're on a show called 90 Day Fiance, I would think that they're trying to get married or they talk about marriage or they kind of have that plan, but it seems clear that they don't. They're just trying to figure out if their relationship is going to work out. Yeah, and, and I think, like, we don't know when it all happened with sort of the infidelity, but I think mm -hmm. they may still be on that path to marriage at some point, but I don't think that point is 90 days. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so she doesn't trust him and to add insult to injury of her just not trusting him, he shares with her that he still has his job back in the United States, just in case things don't work out. Mm -hmm. And she, Melissa was surprised, but also felt hurt and shared that with him. And then he went into this thing that I have noticed with the U S partners in these relationships on this show where it's, they somehow talk about how much of a sacrifice that they made to leave the Uni golden United States to come to this country to just be with you versus it being a choice that they made for their relationship, something that they talked about, not something that 
you kind of hold over someone else's head, like see mm-hmm. what I, you know, did, I moved, I gave up all this luxury to be here. So I didn't like it. And it didn't seem like t- uh, Melisa liked it as well in that she was saying that I made sacrifices too. Look, my parents don't want me to be with you and right. I'm still with you and I'm continuing on this relationship. I had to deal with you cheating. Um, I'm going against my family. And he becomes frustrated for some reason that I don't fully understand other than he couldn't hang with the conversation. He was, it seemed like he was uh, expecting her to be more sympathetic to his struggles that right. he has had and what he's given up, you know, you know, cause he well, I mean, and, and, and not to cut <laughs> you off, but I feel like, you know, we've seen this before with him where he's very, you know, I'm going to say self-censored. That may not be the best word, but like he mm-hmm. has a hard time understanding her perspective and so like he blames her and for sort of what's happening with them and and them not being able to sort of move forward but you're also not like all in like she's all in so to speak with her like feelings and emotions and like you're holding back the fact that you know you still have your job you don't really want Mm -hmm. to talk about the infidelity situation and, and how to move past that um but you expect her to like just sort of accept what you give to her and move on. But then you continue to like hold back information, which doesn't give her like a fair opportunity to be like, okay, do I want to stay in this sort of relationship? So I think he has a lot of work to do. And, and I don't know like if they're going to be able to, to make it, but um, I'm interested to see, you know, what happens in the next couple of, you know, weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that she, you know, kind of the uh, cliffhanger that Melisa left off on was that there's something she hasn't told Tim. She hints at that there's things that, I, and I want her to spill it. I'm guessing or I'm wondering if it has to do with maybe um, uh, as a response to him cheating on her that she stepped out with someone or maybe she stepped out with someone when they were on a break, which I think is highly justified. Um, but so I'll be curious to see how that ends up. What What's right. the level of secret that she's keeping? And then if he's just going to use it as fuel for, oh, we'll see. Now nothing, you know, nothing's my fault. Now let's focus on your error versus how we got here in the first place. Yeah. So I mean, they, we'll see they obviously have some stuff that, you know, they need to work through. So we'll see how they may be able to um, turn things around once the show returns in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we have Ariella and Biniam going to Ethiopia. Yes, let's go back to Ethiopia. Um, I mean, this has been one of my favorite couples, but I think the last couple of episodes, I've just had a lot of questions about um, if they can be be able to survive. And so um, the last episode, her mom finally left Ethiopia and Ariella was very, you know, sad that her mom was leaving, that she was losing her best friend and, and not having that sort of support that she may need there um, in sort of this, you know, country where she doesn't know anyone. And they begin to sort of talk about, you know, Biniam and Ariella are talking about, you know, what concerns does she have? He asks, you know, how she's feeling right now that her mom is gone. And, um, you know, he obviously wants to sort of be supportive and, and sort of help her um, with the adjusting, but they have a really, I say, sort of difficult conversation about their relationship and, you know, is she able to, like, give up so many of her, like, luxury things that she was sort of comfortable with 
to really work on their relationship as a couple. And, you know, he's asking her about these things and she's like, you know, she's sad and um, mm -hmm. she seemed really like hopeless about sort of their relationship. And she's like, well, how would you feel if I left? And it was like, okay, like, are you thinking she about jumped. leaving? Like, are you gonna give us a shot in so many words? Um, and she's basically like, you know, saying that, well, she could leave. And so he's like, no, you can't leave because he doesn't want her, you know, to leave. Obviously he wasn't saying like, you can't leave because I'm not gonna let you leave. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's not the impression that I got. Um, but I think I was really wondering like, how much is her heart really in this relationship given that, you know, clearly they love each other, but I think she's also really nervous and afraid about her sort of sense of security and about, you know, you know, them being able to sort of support um, a child. Um, and also again, like not having, you know, friends and things like that as well there. Um, and so I'm just wondering like, is she really going to be able to like fight for their relationship to try to make it work? Because I almost got the sense that she wasn't really like, even it's, it was only one day since her mom left and like, she was already <laughs> like, I can't do this. Like, I'm she, she is pregnant. <laughs> she is hella pregnant too. You know, so there might be some, you know, other hormones and emotions that are going on for her. But one of the things that I was thinking about with her was I was remembering when they were first introduced as a couple and she kind of presented herself as like this free spirit that enjoys uh, mm -hmm. being exposed to other cultures and going to places that are different. And I wonder almost if she's approached this relationship as a tourist mm. in that, you know, wow, Ethiopia, and it's different, and the people are different, and I'm kind of this tourist that is enjoying this, and I have this relationship, but now it's, oh, this isn't vacation. This isn't where I go back. This is now my life life, and I don't, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that she might have held that kind of tourist fantasy mm -hmm. aspect. Maybe that was a, a draw. And now with her mom leaving, with her being as pregnant as she is, about to have a baby, it's, oh, this, this is actually my real life. And yeah. I wasn't prepared to really live my life this way. Right. And I think that goes back to a, a question that we've sort of talked about before is like how much have they really thought through their relationship and like had mm. some of these tough conversations about things before they got to the place that they are. Because like, I think again, you've talked about the part about um, sort of financially in sort of his career and, and her sort of being supportive of him. But it sounds like in the clip that, you know, happened this week you know, as they were searching for this sort of new apartment to sort of make her feel more comfortable is that, um, she doesn't quite fully understand the extent of like his finances and also he told her he was broke he said i had i told her i had zero zero in my account <laughs> well she wasn't believing that apparently um and so i think when you know they 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 went and saw this really nice place which i was impressed by um i think if i had to move in another country i would i mean i think i personally um my standards are I'm not going to say like extreme. <laughs> oh, you highfalutin. <laughs> You're slightly bougie. 
I've I've been called that before. Um, And so I think I would definitely have to have a place that, you know, had, you know, some nice amenities that that they were showing, but it was expensive. And, you know, they talked about it being 14,000 a month. And apparently he only earns 500 a month. And that's, you know, even if he couples all of the income from his five jobs that he talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to make it and survive because of those differences. And we talked about the religion piece that came up, you know, the last episode. Um, and they had, you know, an argument. And we touched on that briefly last, you know, episode on the podcast that she was upset with him and he got upset with her because again, like he's afraid that, you know, she may leave. And I mean, I just don't know how I feel about the idea of them being able to to make it given that there are so many unanswered questions for them as a couple about, you know, these key important things that you have to at least be on some sort of same page or be willing to like compromise on when you're in a relationship. And I just, I think they have some things to, to figure out. Yeah. And I, I also really feel that she needs to stop alluding to leaving. If she's going to leave that she should just leave and go. But this, it's, it's almost like when you're married and threatening divorce, mm. you know, you're alluding to me leaving this country and taking your child like it happened before. I, I don't think that that's healthy for their relationship. Yeah. So I have a question for you. If you were in a situation where, let's say, you're having a baby and you, you know, are do soon, like, would you decide to, like, go to another country to do that? Or would you, because I... I'll let you answer the question then I'll elaborate. First of all, I'd imagine me being pregnant, I probably would be, um, let's see, what's the word? Um, I would be slightly a high maintenance pregnant person. Um, (laughs) So I would foresee that I would want every type of support around me, family, Mm -hmm. friends, like I would really need to lean on that. I do not see myself, I mean, I can't, not for nobody, I can't think of being pregnant and then leaving and going to any country, making that big a change. Right. When, you know, I just need support during that time period. And, and that's valid. And I think like for me, as I was watching the episode, I was like, why, if you have all of these unanswered questions and even about, you know, the status about how comfortable you may be with him being alone, like, mm-hmm. why not just wait until after you, like, have the baby and, like, get adjusted to being a new mom, and then you can decide mm-hmm. to sort of explore, you know, where that relationship may go. So I I am hopeful for them, and I really, you know, want, want them to work out. But I think after the last couple of episodes, I'm just on the fence. I just don't know. And so I'm going to be, you know, watching and waiting like everyone else to sort of see what happens with them. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to make it. I, I, I think it'll be really telling after she has the baby to see how they kind of come together as a family unit. But mm-hmm. as it is right now, I, I don't know. I see her with one foot out the door. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And, and I think we'll definitely come back to all of the couples in a second once we get to the page turner. But um, mm-hmm. let's jump to Kenneth and Armando. All right. So this, uh, we had Kenneth and Armando very briefly this week. 
Um, Kenneth's daughters were ready to go home and, you know, it was a, a, a sad goodbye, but also um, happy and appreciative of each other. They did express some concerns to their father about him meeting Armando's family. Mm -hmm. And so they were a little worried about how that would happen and what would happen. And then Kenneth and Armando got, were getting ready to go to Armando's parents' house where they're going to pick up Armando's daughter, Hannah. And Kenneth has anxiety about meeting Armando's family, but Armando is visibly nervous. Um, you could, it, it just, I, it was so touching that you could tell that he was, he was really worried about what was about to happen as mm -hmm. they were driving to his parents' house. Um, so, and with Kenneth, his concern is that if they, the parents don't accept him, that that will then impact their whole relationship. So mm -hmm. a lot is riding on them meeting the parents. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see them meet the parents, just them talking about it. Yeah. And I, I actually have that in my notes, too, I think, in terms of how they both have some anxiety about, you know, if the parents, if Armando's parents are going to be accepting of their relationship and be supportive, and how is that going to sort of impact them? And it just sort of broke my heart a little bit because you know that they really do love each other. But I think yeah. at the same time, it's tough when you don't have the support of your of your family. And I think, you know, um, Armando sort of mentioned a little bit, and I don't know if he was envious, if that's the best word to describe it, but he really was talking about how he, he really appreciated the fact that, you know, Kenneth had his daughters that were really supportive, you know, of their relationship and, and sort of he wanted that um, as well with his own, with, with their, you know, family. So um, I hope things work out for them, but I think it is a lot that his parents are dealing with in terms of like one, just accepting him in his sexuality and then to him leaving because he's no longer close to them. And then the fact, you know, which they haven't even, you know, been aware of the fact that, that now he's you know, engaged. And so I think that's a lot of information for them to sort of, you know, take in at one time. Yeah. And I think uh, that piece too about Armando moving away I, I think when folks come out to their families, one of the things that can be difficult sometimes is when your life and relationships with others are kept outside of the family. So living far away, they don't get to see them interact with each other. They don't get to see mm -hmm. the caring that Kenneth and Armando have with each other and they don't get accustomed to that. So I worry that this pathway to acceptance to, with the parents might take a little bit longer because they are so far away now yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm going to try to remain hopeful uh, for this yes. particular couple. I think they they are probably, <laughs> at least right now, the only couple that I see having some chance. I know this is a rough season. <laughs> like it's the season has changed so much, you know, over the last <laughs> episodes. Mm -hmm. So next so, we have uh, Brittany and Yazan. So. This was another uh, couple that had a really short um, episode, you know, this week. And uh, we, we see Brittany and Yazan having a conversation because she is returning um, back to the States, um, to Chicago. And, um, you know, Yazan is, is, he's sad. He's a little bit uh, nervous. And um, he's, you know, pleading with her or asking her, you know, why is she leaving? And, and basically she 
tells him that she's going back to the States, um, Chicago specifically, because, you know, her sister is, is having a baby and she wants to be present, you know, for the birth. But what he does not know, which we were informed about, is that she's actually going back. Well, part of the reason for her going back is because she has a divorce hearing um, and, and that she wants to, you know, hopefully get, you know, things wrapped up, but she's not sure how that's going to go. But I think what really struck me was that in the midst of all of his sort of nervousness and anxiety that he sort of um, talked about, you know, he had this like feeling about something. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> uh, that, you know, he mentioned, you know, is she, you know, playing games with, with him and his family um, and, and really, you know, ask her, you know, is she going to come back? Um, so there's some sort of um, reluctance about, you know, them even maintaining some sense of a relationship. And I think what I was thinking was that, you know, people always say, you know, follow your intuition. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so they have those, those feelings and thoughts. And so um, he feels like he, this relationship, like he's losing this relationship. And so um, I'm really looking forward to see how things pan out, you know, over the next couple of episodes and, um, you know, when she goes on her trip, you know, and, and comes back, how that might work out. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about with this episode was, and I, I just hadn't thought about it before, you know, oftentimes we look up our partners, you know, I don't know about you, but typically we'll Google them, you know, do some searches, <laughs> you might do a deep dive in there but i feel like not i feel like if you're married you can find that information out if someone even if someone's been divorced you can find out when they were married yeah. these, these are public records so i'm just wondering if anybody had done any investigation you know mm. of course this is also me being cynical you know being a private investigator's daughter <laughs> <laughs> because i'm sitting here i'm like I, I really need to do some homework because i like i, I need yeah. to step my game up <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you can you can search the marriage records. You can you know see if you know they have any felonies. There are things you can find out. But I'm I'm curious that they haven't done that kind of search, especially because mm -hmm. he thinks something might be going on, and even the family indicated that they thought something might be going on, so that yeah. somebody hasn't you know done some kind of like further investigation. I'm a little curious about that yeah and now that you now that you mentioned that it makes me also wonder i mean if his family sort of stalked her instagram page to say like she needs to like delete this photo i'm wondering if they may have done some you know research on their own and maybe brought something to him and, and that may be also part of his reluctance about like you know is she going to come back um sort of thing mm -hmm. and who knows like what what he may know but um maybe he knows something that he hasn't told her. And so that may also be why he's, you know, sort of nervous, but maybe I'm just spiraling out because I'm mad at TLC for all these cliffhangers this episode. <laughs> There's so many cliffhangers. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, one couple though did bring us the dirt for sure. And that is Jenny and Simon. Oh, Jenny, Jenny. Yes. Yes. I, I went through a lot of emotions this week with Jenny and Summit, particularly with Jenny, because I now have a new frame of mind and how I think about this particular couple. So 
we, me we see, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So, so it starts out, we have a scene where Jenny and Samit are just talking to each other about uh, him going to visit his parents and how they need to be supportive of his happiness, yada, yada. And then newsflash, Jenny shares that she had visited India a while back ago, stayed with his parents for four months. Mm -hmm. Now, I am an avid 90 Day Fiance fan. I have watched Jenny's relationship grow, and I know she mentioned that she had gone to India in the very beginning. Right. But she never said all of this. She never said that she stayed with his family for four months, like that they actually knew each other. In fact, and I had to go back to the data. In fact, when there was that one episode where Jenny was in India with Samit, and then Samit's family all came, she said that they talked to her like, hello, Jenny, as though it was the first time. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case. So, Yeah, and, and, and I think that also surprised me because I was like, it seems like apparently they initially had like a really good like relationship in terms of like her, you know, getting to know his his parents and they got along. Oh, and... <laughs> oh no, let's no, we have to go from the beginning. Let me tell you, I did some background investigation via Reddit, and particularly the 90 Day Fiance Uncensored Reddit, <laughs> to get a sense of the timeline because I wanted to see how this worked out. So we finally meet Samit's parents, and Samit's parents end up spilling all the tea. So according to them, back in, in, so here's my investigative reporting. Back in 2013, Jenny was Facebook friends with Samit. She decided to take her butt all the way to India, asked if she could stay with his family for like up to a week. They said, sure, okay. And then they had the kindness in their heart and the courtesy to have this woman at their house for four months. Right. This random woman that they had never met, only that their son knew were friends online, what have you. The mother becomes friends with Jenny. They're all kikiing with each other, having a good time, <laughs> thinking they're all, you know, friends and stuff. And when you're with your friend, you're not thinking that they're scoping out your kid. You're right. not having that sense. You're thinking that they're thinking of your kid as like their kid or as a child, no matter mm -hmm. how old they are. Which at this time, according to my uh, investigation, Samit would have been in his 20s at that time. So still, you know, brain hasn't finished, you know, fully forming until you're in your mid-20s. So, you know, it's a little bit questionable on some of that. But so apparently Samit was going up to the third floor to hook up with Jenny while his parents were asleep in their own house. Right. And then dad finds Air out quotation, about spending time talking late at night. Yeah. <laughs> Spending time talking late at night, during which time she took his virginity because that was already shared too, right? Right. So then, so they become upset, reasonably so. They're upset, yes, about her age, but I wonder if there wasn't also this sense of betrayal that, hey, I thought you were a family friend mm -hmm. and now you're with our son and you did it behind our backs and stuff like that. I wonder if that, I feel like that plays a bigger role in this. Mm -hmm. The age is a part of it, but there's also that context. And then Submit Jenny leaves and at some point Submit gets married. 
but doesn't tell Jenny about the marriage. And that's when they all come in. And then Jenny comes back and then now he's getting the divorce from his ex. Jenny is so wrong. I think of Jenny very differently now. I, I don't know how you, like I- Jenny is cutthroat. She was like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and she's getting, she said F you to his mama. She said, what would you, what would, I think the producer asked her, what would you say to his mother? And she said, I would tell her to F off or right. F you. This was a woman who let you stay in her home for four months. You know, where's the apology? Right. Also, not once during this, these scenes, she did not apologize. She didn't say maybe that wasn't the right approach. I wonder if she's ever given these people an apology for betraying their family trust. And part of it, I think, you know, to play devil's advocate is that I think they really misled, you know, his parents about the status of their relationship when she came to visit in the first place. I mean, I didn't do the deep mm -hmm. diving in investigation, but um, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that they were Facebook friends and they met through Facebook, but they also had a romantic sort of connection before she came, I'm assuming, to mm -hmm. India, which his parents didn't know about. And so I think that's part of why Jenny may not feel that sense of like, you know, guilt over what happened because she she was in India for a particular mission, which was to be with Samit. Which so don't stay at know. his parents' house. <laughs> don't lie to these good natured people. Cause and to me, you have to be good natured to let a stranger stay in your right. home. Because I, be I don't think, I mean, I'm a nice person, but I don't think I would have did that, especially not for four months. Yeah. I have friends that come visit me and I'm like, after you even let I'm your like, friends stay for four months. <laughs> 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 she, she's so wrong for this. And I, I, I now see why the family is so upset. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, and they, Samit and Jenny misled us. They made us think that it's just about this, like, December romance and that you know people have a problem with their age but it's not just that it's this whole other context with how she treated the family and I think Samit's mom even said that she wasn't the same person like she her character was different mm -hmm. they saw play after that yeah and I think the other piece of it too is that you know obviously for most parents they have this vision of what they want their child to like be and grow up and, and expectations about grandchildren and things like that and so you know his dad was saying that one of the things that he you know w was sort of sad about is that you know his dreams were smashed in terms of like having a, a grandchild because of the huge age difference and and you know Jenny is much older than Samit and so I think that also makes it really hard you know for them to even try to accept the relationship in addition to the fact that you know, they were, they were misled and, and didn't know what was the capacity of their relationship, you know, before she mm -hmm. you know, stayed in their house for four months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it'll be interesting to see the second half of the season because my eyes are different now. Yeah. The lens through which I see Jenny and Submit are, 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 are different at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, so I do think they love each other, though. And, they do, and, I, I, and I think they both have expressed, you know, in the episode that, you know, they do love each other and Samit was saying how, you know, this is true love for him. Mm -hmm. But my question that I was going to ask you is that, do you feel like he would, like, give up his family for Jenny if his if it's parents said, you know, we're not going to support 
you or even you know if they say like we're going to disown you um would he still have that relationship or you know expectations of marriage any That's a good question. I, my sense of submit is that he's going to ride the line the whole time. So like where he's going to try not to get into an ultimatum situation. So if his parents don't want him to get married, I think he's going to still be with Jenny and just not get married. I don't see him. It doesn't seem like he, he would be willing to let go of his family. But it also doesn't seem like he would let go of Jenny because now at this point, we know how much they have invested, yeah. right? So I don't think that that would happen. So I just, I feel like he's not going to make a choice. I feel like even if they go down to it this season, he's going to try to lie somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, I guess we will see what happens when they return back to the rest of the season in October. Mm -hmm. So thank you, TLC, for this midseason finale and mm -hmm. all the cliffhangers that we now have to wait um, to see <laughs> what's going to happen um, the rest of the season. So, Dr. Page. Yes, Dr. Turner. It's that time in the show. Yep, it's time for the Page Turner, where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode. So let's, uh, let's jump into the Page Turner. I almost feel that, you know... <laughs> We shouldn't have a page turner because there is so much that we have to wait for. Um, uh -huh. But what are you looking forward to when the season returns in October? I mean, there, like you said, there's so much to look forward to. Um, I think the thing that I had the most reactions to were Brittany and Yazan. Mm -hmm. it, it's first, again, I want to know what happens with this divorce <laughs> and, and how they find out this information. But then they make mention of death threats that Yazan has gotten. So it seems like maybe something was found out about their relationship or about Brittany that has made that situation uh, harder for Yazan. Yeah. Um, so I want to see what happens with that. I'm really curious to see what happens with that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely Not looking sure. forward to, to that um, as well. But I think the other thing that I'm really interested in um, and is Tim and Melisa. And so speaking of how oh. they have been a really boring couple for the first <laughs> half of the season, um, they left us again with some sort of previews of the future episodes and Tim and Melisa having a conversation about, you know, did she cheat? And, you know, and she was like, well, I don't think that's, you know, I don't have to answer that in so many words. And so mm -hmm. I'm really curious about how that conversation will pan out. And, you know, if she did cheat, you know, will she tell him that she cheated? And, you know, if that does come out, you know, what is going to be the status of that relationship, given that they've had so many hurdles um, in terms of trying to sort of recover um, at this point. And I'm really interested in seeing how that turns out with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're not going to be back until October. So we're going to yeah. have a break too. Let us know what you think of the episode so far. If you have comments about your thoughts on 
how the couples may turn out, um, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll be there. Thank you for listening to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Was it good for you? What other shows would you like to see us recap? Be sure to like us on Facebook and also share the episodes. Thanks for joining us and join us next time on Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P.